This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? So we're at it again. Week 10 in the NFL season. And let's talk about what happened last night. Monday Night Football. Buffalo Bills going against the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos have been playing well the last couple of weeks. And they continue that trend because they beat down the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are now 5-5. Five and five. Josh Allen, Woody Allen, I don't care if it's Tim Allen. Josh Allen's been trash. Flat out trash. The game ended 22-24. Broncos hitting a last second field goal in order to win. And Broncos country. Let's ride to another win. And the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is primarily the reason why they lost this game. Now, the Buffalo Bills, the first play of the game, they turned the ball over. They turned the ball over in totality four times. Josh Allen having two picks in that. And Josh Allen now leads the league in turnovers with 13, leads the league in in interceptions with 11. Uh, My apologies. Leads the league in interceptions. Yeah, leads the league in interceptions with 11. Josh Allen been trash. Josh Allen has not been good this season. And the Buffalo Bills, in totality, have not played well this season. They can't consistently run the ball, even though they did last night. And let's just call it what it is. We have overhyped the Josh Allen train. The man been on Madden, and now he might have the Madden curse. Like I said before, Josh Allen leads the NFL with 11 turnovers with interceptions. He leads the NFL with 11 interceptions. Josh Allen. That's what he does. Also, he leads or is tied with the most games with three-plus turnovers since 2018. The man has just been bad, period, point blank. And we made him to be great because of two games, both against the Chiefs, the game that he lost, that he went toe-to-toe, in Arrowhead, and then the following season when they played the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football and the Buffalo Bills just demolished them that day. But guess what? That doesn't get you Super Bowl rings. That doesn't give you conference championships. All that gets you is highlights on SportsCenter. All that gets you is first take and undisputed and sports takes like that. First things first, speak to talk about you in glowing terms. That gets you on Madden, but that doesn't get you those rings. 
And Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have sold us a bag of goods. Well, they ain't selling me nothing because I ain't have them go to the Super Bowl. I ain't have them go to the conference championship game. That was y'all people. I ain't get I ain't get down with the hype. The Buffalo Bills are now in 10th place in the AFC. That's what that's what they that's what they are right now. And guess what? They have not met expectations at all this season. They're five and five. Now they've been up on some bad teams. And they've played well against some good teams. But guess what? They have not been consistent throughout the entirety of the season. Losing to the Broncos, losing to the Jets, just to name a few. We'll see what happens with the Buffalo Bills, but it does not look good. I'm very, very concerned about even them making the playoffs because now we're 10 games in. Now let's talk about the Sunday night football game. My Jets going into Las Vegas and playing the Raiders. And guess what? We lost. Am I surprised? No, but I thought we would win the game. I did think we would win the game. And we had controlled the game until we made the one fatal mistake, which was we allowed them to score a touchdown. Because this defense, which is Super Bowl caliber, cannot give up more than 11 points. They just can't. Then because our offense is trash. Zach Morris, Zach Efron, Zach Wilson ain't it, even though he had a good game. He had a good game. He was 23 of 39, 263. He had the one interception. Some people blame Lazard. Some people blame Zach Wilson. Watching that game, I blame, and watching the the film, the All-22, I blame Zach. He should have had Brees right um, right in the flat, and boom, we would have got the first down where he kept the drive rolling. But guess what? That did not happen. The Jets lost, and the defense has to play perfect for them to have a good game. The defense has to play perfect for the Jets to come out with a dub because the offense cannot score a touchdown. They have not scored a touchdown since Brees Hall took a one-yard route and turned it to a 50-yard touchdown. So, the Jets are 4-5. and five. And honestly, if you had told me that by week 10, we would be 4-5, and five, I would take it. I would take it in a heartbeat. But guess what? We thought the Jets was going to be good. When they were on that little winning streak, they had the three-game winning streak. And y'all really thought they were going to possibly win the AFC East. They ain't winning no AFC East. They be lucky if they get a wild card. Most likely, they'll be outside looking in. The Jets are not that good. They're just not. They're not that good of a team. You know why? Because the offense sucks. The offense is cheeks. Butt cheeks. They are good. Garbage, trash, basuda, whatever term, whatever statement you want to use to describe the Jets' offense, they are trash. 
And we got to play the Buffalo Bills next week. Who will be pissed that they just lost to the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football? As for the Las Vegas Raiders, shout out to them. Shout out to Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach, because they had to let Josh McDaniels and his disgusting self out of Las Vegas. They run the football while they did not win the turnover battle. They were able to run the football and keep the game close because that defense, that defense is good. I, I just, I just want to um, shout out to Splane, the the linebacker for the Raiders. That man's a beast. That man is good. That play that he made for the interception on Zach Wilson, the ground he was able to cover on that, and reading Zach Wilson's eyes because Zach Wilson stared him down. Great, great play. Las Vegas, next two weeks, competition goes up. So we'll see what happens. But the Jets, they got the Bills. They got Miami in the next two weeks. If they can split, I'd be happy. Now let's talk about another game. Let's talk about somebody that has fully entrenched themselves in the MVP conversation. That is CJ Stroud. Did you see what he just did? to the Bengals in Cincinnati. The man, 22-39, a touchdown. He had a late pick, um, but he was able to drive them down, get the field goal, win 30-27. to And let's just be real. C.J. Stroud, is the clear, you know, offensive rookie of the year. And he's also fully entrenched in the MVP conversation. He has done sensational work. Only two picks. About 15 touchdowns. And you got a couple of rushing. C.J. Stroud has elevated the Houston Texans. And he has put them in a position where they're not looking at just making the playoffs. They're looking at winning the division. and. The way he's playing, they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. It reminds me of what Dak did. Um, The only difference is is that Dak had Zeke, and they were in tandem. He doesn't have somebody that is as accomplished or has been dominating during the season with him uh, for C.J. Stroud. So, you saw Singletary, he had 30 for a buck 50, but he hasn't been doing that all season. You have Noah Brown giving you a seven for a buck 72 on the Cincinnati Bengals defense. But guess what? He hasn't been doing that this entire season. So CJ Stroud, no matter who's in, he's making it work. The offensive line has been able to make it work. And that's probably the biggest thing is that offensive line has been able to keep him upright. And he's also been able to help them get out of Dodge with using his legs, trading plays, off-schedule plays, um, understanding the pocket and the pocket awareness like, hey, this rusher got quick, got in quicker than I anticipated. Let me get out of Dodge. All I have to say that this season has been going well. D'Amico Ryans deserves a ton of credit. Even though I don't have him as my coach of the year right now, I have Mike Tomlin because, Lord have mercy, have you seen the Pittsburgh Steelers offense? 
Anyway, the Texans have been the surprise of the season so far. And in terms of the Cincinnati Bengals, I thought the Cincinnati Bengals was going to win this game. But guess what? They wet the bed. Joe Burrow, two picks. And he had his complimentary of players. Like a Mixon, like a Chase, like a Boyd. Now, he didn't have T. He didn't have T. Higgins. But it don't matter. Joe Burrow is supposed to close that deal. And, yes, Tyler Boyd, late in the fourth quarter, drops the pick. I mean, drops the touchdown. But you can't throw two picks. You can't. If you're Joe Burrow, you can't throw, throw two picks. Um, and your defense gave you an, an additional turnover because the turnover battle was 3-2, to two and you still lost. So I don't think Joe Burrow is a turnover machine. That's not who he is. He got a short week going against the Ravens coming up. But the Bengals have no margin of error. They just don't. They can't lose to the Texans. No matter how good the Texans have been, they can't lose to the Texans at home. Now let's talk about another game. Um, The Baltimore Ravens losing yet Another fourth quarter lead, double digits, and this time it was to the Cleveland Browns. I watched that game in its entirety. The Ravens were in control of that game from start all the way up until the pick six. That was not all Lamar Jackson's fault. That was all defense. Defense took that ball away, created a turnover, and took it to the house with Greg Newsom. Lamar Jackson. If you look at the numbers, it looked like he didn't play well. But all in all, I thought he played okay. But the first pick was his fault, but the second pick was not his fault. Um, The defense just made a great play. Now, would I have liked the Ravens to have run the ball better? The attempts were there, but they were not able to run it the way they typically run it. Um, But that defense... They still had a seven-point lead on their hip pocket, and they let it up in the fourth quarter. That is, you know, that's concerning. Their defense is what I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about Lamar Jackson. I'm not concerned about the running game. You can have bad days. You can have not-so-great games. But I'm concerned about that defense. Marlon Humphreys, when is he going to get back? He said he's day-to-day. He's not playing on Thursday. He's just not. He's not going to play on Thursday. Ronnie Stanley, the offensive tackle. I'm worried about him. Is he coming back? Um, when is he coming back? You look at the defense in totality, they don't have a guy that dictates the the line. So before they had a Terrell Suggs, they had a Matt Judon with the offensive line will tilt their uh protection towards that player. They don't have a guy like that. Now, Jadavian Conley had a good day. He had two sacks. And Owen had a sack. But they need a guy, a 10 to 12 sack artist that can hit home. Their DBs are fine. Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphreys, Kyle Hamilton, they're fine. But it's their front seven that I'm worried about because those are the guys that close out games. They close out games. And I need to see that from the Baltimore Ravens. I think that is a huge reason why they cannot close games out. And they got a short week. They stay at the bank because they got 
uh, the Bengals coming into town. But all in all, the Ravens should be undefeated. Every single one of their games they've lost, they've had the lead in the fourth quarter. So we'll see what happens with them moving forward. But I'm a bit concerned about them. Let's head to the association right now quickly because we need to talk about certain players and certain teams. The first is a player and a team. James Harden with the Clippers has been so far horrible. James Harden looks trash. The, in basketball, when you're playing basketball and you wipe your feet while you're dribbling, everybody's expecting you to cook. And all he did was make an air ball. That man is trash. And then he got the rebound. Well, PJ Tucker got the rebound. He drives the lane. And then Memphis blocks his shot. James Harden has not looked good so far with with, with the with the with the Clippers. They have not won a game with him. He's not getting the points, the assists that he typically does. And this so far has been trash. And you've seen um Brian Demirez and his ether of what James Harden said, of, of what James Harden is, and how he's gotten to the point that he's gotten to. It's just been bad. You see Kawhi Lennon not being happy. You see they just look awkward on offense with four dominant players who need the ball in their hands to be effective. James Harden. Looks like a guy that the game is passing him by and he's no longer able to win with his skill and, and some of his athleticism. It will be interesting to see if this continues what Tyron Lu does with James Harden and Russell Westbrook because PG and Kawhi ain't going nowhere. It will be very interesting to see, to say the least. Now, another team I do want to talk about, and this is something that might happen, is the Chicago Bulls. They have not played well. They have not done really too much this season. But guess what? They got some players. They got a DeRozan. They got a Zach Levine. They got a... A bunch of guys that could potentially, like a Caruso, that could be had. And guess who's looking? The Miami Heat. Now, I talked about, you know, um, I talked about the, the Cleveland situation and Donovan Mitchell. But Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, possibly trade to South Beach. I'm here for it because they are 4-7. and seven. They now have played well, you know, but we'll see what happens 
in January and February where the trade deadline will be looming. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar has not played well so far in his Bucks tenure outside of the opener and a, and a moment here, a moment there. Last game, he played against the Bulls. 12 points, 5 assists. That's not him. That's not him. He will be better. I believe he will be better. But I will say the thing that I am most worried about with the Milwaukee Bucks is their defense. They were one of the better defenses in all of basketball, and now they're one of the worst. Good Lord, they are trash. They are like turnstiles in New York. Everybody gets a turn. And guess what? When you let Drew Holiday go, before that, you let a P.J. Tucker go. You start losing that that armor that you had on the defensive end. And I hope that they can remedy this because Giannis needs to be great defensively. Same thing with Brooke Lopez. And we'll see if Chris Middleton can get back to what he used to be. But that is less than likely. Now that I'm done with the association, let's get into week 11 in the NFL. We're going to start with the Thursday night game. Ravens playing the Bengals. I got the Ravens on Thursday night. Bears-Lions, I got the Lions because it's a bye week. Cardinals, Texans, even though uh, Kyler Murray's back, I still got the Texans at home. Chargers-Packers, Packers have not played well this season. I told y'all that was going to happen. The Chargers are going to win. Cowboys, Panthers, this is a bye week for the Cowboys. Giants, Commanders, the Commanders will win. NDC, Raiders, Dolphins. This is going to be a slugfest because two contracting styles, but I got the Dolphins because they can score 20 points and the Raiders can't. Steelers, Browns. Mike Tomlin is the coach of the year. Argue with your moms. Browns are going to win that game. Titans, Jaguars. Jaguars will win. The Bucks, 49ers. The 49ers will win that game. Seahawks, Rams. Division, division battle. I got the Seahawks winning. Vikings, Broncos. I got, I got the Broncos at home. Jets at Bills. Ain't no way we're winning that game. This is going to be a blowout of epic proportions. I got the Jets winning. I mean, I got the Jets losing 10 to 34. The Buffalo Bills are ticked off, and they're going to take it out on my Jets. In the Monday Night Football game, the quote-unquote Super Bowl rematch. Ain't nobody winning this ring. Ain't nobody winning no ring because of this game. Eagles at Chiefs. I got the Eagles on the road. Peace. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out, walking out, walking out. This journey with me. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments.